Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to 100.1 KSCR Maryland. I'm Rusty Screws. Here's what's happening. Three young people are missing in Frederick County as of last week. Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael Williams were last seen heading up to Black Hills Forest just outside Burkittsville in Frederick County last Friday, October 28th. They have still yet to be found. We will go over to our field correspondent out in Burkittsville. Let's get over to Coco Puffs for her hot take. Coco? Thank you, Rusty. Yeah, I'm out here in the uh, backwoods of Burkittsville, Maryland. This is where the film students were last seen. All we found was a bunch of broken camping supplies and hours and hours of useless tape. Back to you, Rusty. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where I don't have the map. (laughs) I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we're covering the 1999 found footage film, The Blair Witch Project. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Your joy is so sarcastic. I'm so happy to talk about this for half an hour and then quit. Oh my god! Why do you resent this so much? Because, listen, I understand... I understand why this film is important. I understand that it is a huge introduction to the found footage genre. I like the found footage genre. I, I love, I mean, I don't love paranormal activity, but I like paranormal activity. I like Cloverfield. You know, I love those movies. But I just think that this film in particular, it just, first time I watched it, I laughed through the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I I I was honestly not impressed, <laughs> but I like I do I do like the whole you know I like the whole setup. I, I like this concept, and this movie is why you have those movies that you do like. I understand that, but like if this movie hadn't happened, I'm sure found footage would have been born anyway in some other you know film. You're probably right, but like. I get its importance, but, like, it's literally them walking through the woods for two and a half hours. So was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, but you didn't say boo. It's about the journey. Oh, my God. And there was at least a very, very climactic resolution to that. The look of seriousness on your face right now. Like, just the look of earnest. Don't fuck with my Potter. Oh, my God. Don't do it. You know you don't do it. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. This film had the best marketing campaign. Your nipples are hard for the marketing campaign, aren't they, Carrie? <laughs> A little bit! <laughs> because this was like, this was the first movie that the internet sold. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they literally just put out all of this material, anything they could do to make the film seem like it was real. They made missing persons posters for these student filmmakers. Mm-hmm. They kept the filmmakers away from their friends and relatives for, like, weeks. That's fucked up. I know! That's messed up. Like, imagine going to a theater to see this movie, and there's a missing poster for these students outside the theater. Imagine people who know these actors, and they're just like, oh, remember those guys? Yeah, they're missing. (laughs) They made a whole movie about them. (laughs) Again, another Halloween movie released in July... I don't think this is a Halloween movie. I think this is just a spooky movie. Well, let's talk about a $60,000 budget that brings in $300 million revenue. Oh, that's a hell of a profit. Like you said, marketing campaign was glorious. Like, that is like, there's something so Hitchcock about that to me, just how immersive it all was. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I get it. (laughs) So, these three nobodies... Bless their hearts. Their names are actually Heather Donahue, Michael Williams, and Joshua Leonard. That's what makes it seem real, guys. Yeah. Here's part of the reason why I love this movie and and love coming back to it. Because I can never get over the fact that it really is just the three of them and their equipment out in the woods. It's a 40-page screenplay, mostly improvised. Yeah. Yeah. That's insanity to me. Like, they every day they were out, they had a GPS coordinate thing with them, and they would just, like, go to these coordinates every day that had supplies in them, 
And remember when film used to come in those little black canisters? Yeah, they would put uh, instructions inside of the canisters. With their name on it. Uh-huh. Like, okay, here's what happens today. So everyone knows what they're doing. Everything else is improv. And nobody knows what anybody else is supposed to do. 20 hours of footage. You have to edit down to 80 minutes. Can relate. <laughs> yes, you can. Can relate. <laughs> Merrick and Sanchez... This is just an idea that's between two buddies, and it it turns into $300 million. We should be so lucky. We should be so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry. Because it is my fault. Because it was my project. <laughs> the search of the three missing Montgomery College students continues in Frederick County tonight. Ten days and thousands of man hours have been unable to produce any clues. We have a few leads, um, a few other options we want to take advantage of and just try to put together some, uh, some pieces to this puzzle. Do you believe the occult may be involved in the disappearance of your son? I'm so scared. We open with a title card. Because you gotta. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta let them know. You gotta let them know what happened. You gotta let them know what's going on. It reads... In October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared into the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, this footage was found. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Heather is the first character we see. She's very 90s with her headband. Yes. This is my home. Okay. Yeah. Which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. Heather's gearing up for her... Is this her debut film? I don't know if this is supposed to be a thesis. I don't know if this is for fun. What's going on? Like, <laughs> but Heather, you are the cause of all of the problems here. She is leading an expedition into the Burkittsville woods over the weekend to film a documentary about the Blair Witch. Also, I'm a little confused. I mean, Josh is her friend, right? Yeah. Where's Mike come into play? I think Mike and Josh are classmates. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. Like, I don't, and I don't... what? Mike's good with a camera. So they're like... Mike's the audio guy. Oh, Josh is good with the camera. They have two cameras. What did they have? They had a CP-16, which is a 16 millimeter uh, motion camera. Um, They also used a Hi-8. It's like, uh, it's like super VHS. Like, it's like, it's just cute. (laughs) It's cute. It is, yeah. Is that an industry term? Yes, it's cute. And then they have the sound system. So Uh Mike holds the sound system and Heather and Josh take the other two cameras. But the thing about the equipment is, is that Josh stole all of it. So I got the CP up. Good. That's important because that's what we're shooting on. No one knows I took it, but I got it. No one knows I took it, but I took it. So they load up and they go to get Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Mike is... Like I said, I think Mike is a classmate of Josh's because it's clear that Heather and Mike have never met each other. Yeah. Mike lives with his mom. (laughs) I love that. They pull up to the house and he's sort of like, bye, mom. I'll see you later. Not. (laughs) Yeah. No, you won't, Mm ma'am. I'm so sorry, but ma'am, you won't see him later. Here's the thing about found footage films. There's a lot of super unflattering close-ups and there will be lots of examples. Yeah. No fuck. (laughs) We cut to them in the car, and Heather is turned around in the passenger seat, and she's got the camera in Mike's face. How are you, Mike? It's nice to meet you. I'm tired, but I'm doing good. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the I'm very glad. Well, thank you for getting the equipment together. We've got so much fucking battery power, we could fuel a small world country for a month. I don't know what. I don't know why there's so much gratitude. Well, that's just what you do when you're a young artist, and like you're all getting an education about this together. You work on projects together, so you can like build a resume basically <gasps> like the two dudes that wrote the movie yeah wow oh my god are, that's a real writer's reflection right there yeah this is deep content this deep is deep deep content deep content let's do this 
After they get groceries, they're on the road. For how long, I don't know. It's really not clear how far they have to go, but I imagine it's not super far. Yeah, we don't really know where their point of origin is, but they're going to Burkittsville in Frederick County, Maryland. I love the irony of Heather sitting in that pizza place that they stop at, talking about how she doesn't want the film to be cheesy. (laughs) Because boy, does this film look cheesy. Laughable, Heather. (laughs) Unusable. Absolutely laughable. (laughs) Anyway. I don't mean to come for Heather, but like she just takes herself a little too seriously. I do mean to come for Heather. No, yeah, no, okay, yeah. (laughs) She is... The reason we're all here. Yeah, she's a little highfalutin. Like, she's really got her big girl pants on. She's like, all right, this is my shit. See, but I find it endearing. It is endearing, but at the same time... I mean, of all three of them, you become endeared to her the most. No, believe me, she loses me at some point in this movie. Uh, she loses everyone at some point <laughs> in this movie, and that's not a lie. They film the first scene in the graveyard in Burkittsville, and Heather has her narrating voice on. I love it. This is Burkittsville, formerly Blair. It is a small, quiet Maryland town. Much like a small, quiet town anywhere. No more than 20 families laid their roots here over 200 years ago, many of whom remain either on this hill or in the town below. Or in the town below. And she's wistfully looking into the distance. I know. like (laughs) She's cracking me up with how serious she is. She does a good job. Now we're at the part where we interview the locals. Yes. It's documentary greatest hits, everybody. (laughs) Because if you've seen a documentary about anything that was covered on the news, you know we've got to ask the locals how they feel about it. Mm -hmm. Let's get their hot take. They get this guy who I can only imagine his name is Larry. He's like an older white guy in his jacket at the gas station. And then we have another lady who I'm sure she's a Kathy, the woman with the toddler who won't stop fussing. That kid she's holding gets more and more upset the longer she talks. I know. She keeps trying to cover her mouth. Asking all of them about the one Blair Witch. I love how Kathy's like, Well, I've heard heard stories about her from people and neighbors and stuff like that, but also I saw a documentary on the Discovery Channel or somewhere. Really? Once about her, about the ghosts and legends of Maryland. And then Heather's like, oh, well, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, thanks, lady. And she's like, oh, 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 you did? Oh, (laughs) that's very nice. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we even here? Yeah. Oh, I saw a documentary on it once. These kids died for nothing. (laughs) These kids died for nothing. Well, it's been done. It's been done, sweetheart. It's been done. Larry informs us, you know, way back when he was a youngin, this guy named Rustin Parr, he was like the town hermit or whatever. He lived up on the mountain. Finally, one day, old Mr. Parr come down into the market and said, I'm finally finished. And what did he mean by that? Well, I guess nobody knew at first, but the police uh, finally went up on the mountain and uh, they searched his house and they found the bodies of seven kids from the area. Mysterious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of makes you wonder what would drive a man to do something like that. Mm -hmm. What's becoming clear is that the locals are totally owning their Blair Witch reputation. Mm -hmm. Like, they believe in ghosts. They believe in the Blair Witch. She's a bedtime fable to these people. Yeah. The locals are telling them what's going to happen if they go up that there road. Yeah. What he did is he took uh, the kids down in the basement by twos and he made one face into the corner. Really? And then he would kill the other one. And then when he was done with that, he grabbed the one out of the corner and killed that one too. Larry directs the students to the trailer of one Mary Brown, the local crazy cat lady. And wow, does she look it. Mary needs to take her multivitamin. I, I don't know what's going on there. She needs to take a multivitamin. Her little gate made of twigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, um, <laughs> what are you doing, Mary? <laughs> she's very thin, and she's got this thin, dark hair, and she's clutching what I can only imagine is a copy of the New Testament. She's got that eyeliner that doesn't even touch her waterline. There's like an inch of white space between the eyeliner and her eyeball. Mary goes through this elaborate story of how when she was a little girl, she was up in the Black Hills Forest and she was laying on the ground staring up at the sky. And uh, all of a sudden I felt like something was near me. Right. You know, kind of a eerie feeling. It, it was like a woman. Only 
on her arm, on her hands and everything. It was like hair, like a real dark, almost black hair. Uh-huh. Like, like a horse. Like fur? Yeah, like a fur, like horse fur. She basically tells the kids that the Blair Witch is a werewolf. Like, she's just got really hairy skin mm-hmm. or something. Like a horse is what she says. <laughs> like she has, like, horse, horse hair all what, over her body. What does that even mean? Spoiler alert, Mary is full of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we cut to the car. Yes. And Heather is listing off all of these insane things that Mary Brown told her about her life. Thank God she's not in the film business, Mary. Can you imagine She thinks she her? is in the film business. Oh, she also says God. she's a ballerina. Get she out. says she's a historian writing a book on American history that. and that she does. she's a scientist who does research at the Department of Energy. Heather is completely engaged and I love her for it. Like, she is eating all of this up. Yeah. Because when people come off ridiculous, it's documentary gold. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> They're in a hotel room. I'm assuming that Mike and Josh will be spooning that night. It's like two queen beds. You know, I always kind of thought that Josh and Heather were supposed to be an item. No, yeah, that a lot of people think that that's implied. But it's it's not. That's not the case. They're just friends. There's some subtext that she and Josh may have had a thing, but I don't think we ever get a clear answer on that. Yeah. They're reflecting on the day and they're toasting with scotch. Ugh. Oh. Well, I mean, hey, don't knock it till you try it. When Heather sips the scotch, I gag every time. I know. She, her face is so relatable. D- don't you hear Mike go, no, oh, no, I think it's Heather that says, do we have any weed? Yeah. <laughs> they narked on her. Yeah. They narked on her post-mortem. I love how Heather's just like, hello, welcome to day two. <laughs> In the mirror. We're going to the woods. We're going to the woods. We're gonna die in the woods. We're going to the woods. <laughs> Mike spends the rest of this movie being annoyed with the fact that Heather can't put down the camera. Yeah. Because she's always got it in his face. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm just here to hold the boom. Yeah. <laughs> Lay off. So they encounter the two fishermen. <laughs> yeah, they go into the woods. They find these two yokels. They've got a story for them about Coffin Rock. Mm-hmm. Coffin Rock is, like, famous in this community for some ghastly violence that mm-hmm. took place there. And we'll get back to that later, but I just love these two fishermen. They've got, like, an Abbott and Costello quality to them. Yeah. Just the way they're always bickering, not unlike two other people I know. Me and you? Yeah. Oh. It was, like, a gray, like, gray vapor rising out of the trees. Right out of the water. Right out of the water. Up the the side of the tree, and it disappeared over them. Oh, you're full of it. I'm not full of it. I was drinking it. How is that related to the story of Coffin Rock? I mean, anybody worth their salt around here knows that this area's been haunted by that old woman. Oh, that's bullshit. I just love how Costello's like, anyone who's worth their salt has heard that story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have to hike into the woods with these huge packs on their backs. And all I can think is, God, I'd rather die. Uh I do a lot for my creative projects, guys, but you could not pay me to hike into the wilderness with everything needed to survive on my back. Yeah, no, that- I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Mm-hmm. They come up on Coffin Rock and Heather just starts vibrating. She just goes off. <laughs> she, it's like she's seen Steven Spielberg getting a coffee. Good SAT vocab word. Titillated. Yes. <laughs> she's titillated by Coffin Rock. Abs- what, a, what a strange thought. She decides that she's going to do this dramatic reading of this article that details what happened at Coffin Rock while she's sitting on Coffin Rock. Yeah, she's got this little book. On top of the rock formation, the story of the torture inflicted upon these brave five men unfolded. Each was bound to the other, each man's hands bound to the next man's feet, forming a solid structure out of the men. Blood at the edges of the hemp indicates that this act had been committed while each was alive and able-bodied enough to struggle. In the torso of each man, the intestines had been torn out crudely. On each man's sun-bleached face was inscribed indecipherable writing, cut into their flesh with an eerie precision. Oh my god, gross! And by the time the police came back for the bodies, they were gone! Yeah. What the hell? Mm. The woods just dragged the bodies off. I wonder if this was the witch's doing or something else. Well, that seems to be the whole question about this movie. There is a film theory that... The witch doesn't exist at all, and Mike and Josh killed Heather in the woods. I don't think that Mike and Josh killed Heather. I don't. It's it's it, fake news. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's a theory. I've seen it. 
Like, the evidence is there. I just don't think that's what happened. It doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) They set up camp, and this is our first night in the woods. They're all sleeping in the same tent. Again, I'd rather die. Yeah. Like, if you farted in that tent, Ross... Get rid! That'd be it. Game over. Game over. You're sleeping outside. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the witch gets you. (laughs) I'm not hotboxing myself. (laughs) That's about as... My farts are about as far from God as you can get. Yep. So... Okay, now we're at day three. This is the first instance of the boys accusing Heather of getting them lost. She's the one who's got the map of, like, the terrain. And it's it's one of those, like, I can't, I took a class about this and I can't even remember what it's called. Topographical map. Mm-hmm. I got it. Okay. Good job, Rand McNally. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. But she's, like, she's the one who knows how to read it, so she's got it. And they're walking around. I forget what they're looking for now. Because they've done the scene at Coffin Rock. What come? What are they looking for now? They're looking for the... A cemetery. Yeah. They're looking for another cemetery. Mm-hmm. Might give some of the best Jim Halpert face in this movie. He really does. <laughs> like, Heather's like, no, I totally didn't get us lost. And Josh is like, would that be a bullshit statement? <laughs> and he pans to Mike and Mike's like nodding. Like, <laughs> looking at the camera. Yeah. Oh, it's... A, it's it's so funny. See, I I love those little moments because this is all improv. This is all BS. Yeah, they, they, they do a pretty good job. They have some pretty good chemistry. Yeah. This cemetery, if it exists, is remote. It becomes apparent that they're lost because they keep walking and they cannot find this cemetery. They've been hiking for hours and the boys are questioning whether or not Heather actually knows how to read this map. Going across river chasms and through underbrush, like... Heather's taking it very personally. Yeah. Did you I agree to do this I, project? I, I did. I agreed to a scouted out project. I didn't. It is scouted out, and I told you that Mike, getting Mike, to the Mike, locations Mike, okay, wasn't going to be guys, easy. Guys, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Because that's just who Heather is. She's just she's she considers herself a professional, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a legit thing. You know, it's just it's going to get them all killed. I'm so sorry. I think <laughs> I know why you like Heather so much. Oh no! How very dare you! How very dare you accuse me of being like Heather? What does that statement mean? How very dare you? Oh no, it's just me, because like, how dare you is serious. How very dare you! Yeah. <laughs> That's like, I'm not actually mad. I love how she finally, like, <laughs> they're like, let us see the map! And she's like, here, fine! And like, they stare at it and they're like, oh wait, yeah, we don't know how to read this at all. Yeah. <laughs> And Mike's annoyed about the camera again. He's like, why you, Why do we have to have every conversation on camera? Because this is a movie, Mike. <laughs> but th- that's what she says. Hey. And Mike's like, not about us being lost. We're looking for a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they have to cross this river on a log because Heather thinks the cemetery is that away. That away. They have, they have to, like, literally tiptoe one foot in front of the other across this log. With all that nice stolen equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I love all of the footage of them trying to get across the log. It's pretty hilarious. Mike especially is having some trouble. Yes. (laughs) He looks like he's just trying to leave his body. Yeah. (laughs) That is me. That is totally me in that situation. They find this clearing that's full of these piles of rocks. You know what those are? Mm. They're cairns. C-A-I-R-N-S. Cairns. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that's how it looks like it's pronounced. And this is the part that was not adequately explained to me, which is that cairns are sometimes used as headstones. Yep. So this is the cemetery, then. That they're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't realize. They don't realize. And I also didn't realize. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not straightforward. Fun fact. It's a part of our heritage, cairns. Really? It's a Scottish Gaelic thing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of different things. They show up across lots of different cultures. Mm -hmm. But they set up camp. (laughs) Next to the Cairns. This is probably my favorite scene of them just, like, being friends or whatever. Because they're all sitting around the campfire and and Josh makes this ironic allusion to Gilligan's Island. You're kind of like the captain and Mike's kind of like your Gilligan. The captain was fat, though. Well, okay... Let's call it a thin captain. Let's not call it the captain anymore, you illiterate TV people. It's the skipper. <laughs> okay? Don't look at me. Oh, my. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Oh, God. You illiterate TV people. <laughs> Cut to the third night, and they're hearing noises in the woods all around them. Nah. Imagine being in a theater, like in the same darkness as they are. And you're hearing all this noise Mm -hmm. around you. Like, that's the thing. 
if you're going to enjoy this movie in the present day, you have to realize that things were very different back then. Mm. Like, we just didn't... 20 years ago? Yeah. We didn't have... (laughs) Yes, thank you. 20 years ago. (laughs) We didn't have a lot of these kinds of movies. I I have a... I love found footage just as a construct because I think it's a unique way to tell a story. It's just not done very well very often. And people throw up. Yeah, people throw up. That's that's an unfortunate side effect. <laughs> people get nauseous trying to watch found footage. Day four. No one can really account for the noises the previous night, like, outside of deranged deliverance-type locals. I mean, the noises just kind of sound like hoots. Yeah, could like, be owls. Hoots, could be owls, and, like, it's just a bunch of twigs snapping. Yeah. But it could... There's something there, but we don't get to see it. It could be deranged hillbillies moving around. Mm, deranged hillbillies can't keep quiet for that long. I mean, that's another theory of this movie, is that some deliverance-type hillbillies killed them all. It's a little hard for hillbillies to move unseen. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. If you know anything <laughs> about the science. The science hillbillies? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very particular. Oh, God. <laughs> and Mike's just... Mike's not fucking with it. Mike's... About getting there, you know, with his sanity. He's McReady. He is. He is adequately terrified. Bugs me out is that we're so damn deep in the woods and people are going to try and and come out here and mess with us, then they got to have something wrong with them and I'm not going to play with that. Well, how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. They're trying to get back to the car because this is their last day. And, you know, they've they've got people that will miss them, and they have to get the stolen equipment back before it's missed. The need is great Mm -hmm. to get to the car. And tensions are high. Oh, yeah. Tensions are high. They are going to be forced to camp because they can't find the car and the daylight is disappearing. Yeah. Like, just, I would... I wouldn't be able to sleep or do anything. Like, my heart would just be pounding because, number one, there's creepy stuff happening around us in the woods. Mm-hmm. Number two, I might get expelled because I stole this school's equipment. Yeah. And we're lost. They're lost. That's the thing. They're lost. I'd be so fucking pissed. I know. I'd be so pissed. I'm so sorry, man. We can probably still get the dad back tomorrow. We have to. We have to. We will. We will. We will get the dad back before it's due back tomorrow. I gotta get the fucking camera back. I gotta fucking work. Everything will get back tomorrow. I gotta work. I'm supposed to be at work tomorrow at nine, man. I know. And, you know, Mike doesn't know Heather very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't blame him. And Josh is president of the middle. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> he, he, he's really trying to keep the peace between Mike and Heather here. They're hearing noises again. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? Fuck! Shit. I'm not scared by our yelling. If you're one of them, like the actors, you have the comfort of knowing that those noises you're hearing are probably a crew member just, like, stomping around and making noise. Yes. But it would still freak me out. Mm-hmm. So, like, the terror that comes through in some of these scenes is, like, very real to me. Yeah. And to them. Yeah. Heather's got the camera, and she's filming everything that's going on, and I'm just like, Heather, honey, zoom out! Yeah. Where everything is so close all the time, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. It's It's one of the most frustrating things about the movie. On day five, they wake up to Cairns outside their tent. Yikes! And this is why it's so important that you realize that the piles of rocks they saw before was probably the graveyard because Ross, she's marked their graves. The Blair Witch has marked their graves outside their tents. Like from here on out, it's over because they've, they're already lost. They can't get back to the car. That's chilling. I know. This is way fucking weird, but it really doesn't matter at this point because all I want to do is get to the goddamn car. Whatever it is, man. Whatever it is at this point. I know, I know. Is, we have to get back to the car. We're obviously okay. not wanted here, okay. so let's get the hell out. We have to go. We have to get the dad back anyway. Guys, the witch is warning them. It's literally their headstones. The witch is like, hey, y'all look tasty. Yeah. <laughs> The boys are like, Heather, would you come on? Yeah. Take a hint? She's like, okay, we're going, we're going, we're going. Cut to Heather in a very awkward position. You know the fan? You know the ship that hits it? Yeah. That's where this happens. Yep. Because, guys, Heather lost the map. Where's the map? No, I don't have the map. We gave it back to you after map check yesterday. You've always had the map. I know, and I've always had the map in the same place, and if it's not there, one of you had to have taken it. 
this looks bad because she thinks they took it. And they probably think that she's playing with them so they stay out here and film spooky things. Yeah, and it kind of spirals into a huge argument. Josh is being very plain about it. That is the least responsible thing you could have possibly done. Oh yeah, now Josh is mad too. Yeah. This is where the fans theory of Josh and Mike killing her kind of holds some water because we never see the map handoff because we do see them asking to check the map. Mm Mm-hmm. But we never see the handoff. So we don't know who actually does have the map. Because in a theory where Josh knows where the map is, he's part of a plot to kill her with Mike. Mm -hmm. That's what the film theory states. I really do think that Josh thinks he gave it back to her. And I think she thinks that she had it and doesn't anymore. Like, guys, I just don't think they killed her. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I'm discrediting this theory right now. It was definitely the witch, but like, we'll keep going. So the plan is to follow the creek. I'm assuming because eventually they're going to come up on that log they had to cross. Yeah. Heather says something very short-sighted. It's very hard to get lost in America these days, and it's even harder to stay lost. So we have that on our side. Girl, do you know how many people go missing in, like, national parks and heavily wooded areas every year? That woman that got lost in the park in Honolulu. Oh, and they sent a search party after her? They sent a search party after her, and they found her after, like, a week. She didn't have any shoes. She was, like, catching rainwater in her mouth to survive. It was wild! (laughs) They're comforting themselves with the eventuality that their loved ones will eventually notice they're missing. But they are kind of screwed for taking that equipment. Yeah, like, they're not going to get it back. They just have to make peace with that. Yeah, aren't they past their due date now aren't they past when they're supposed to be back yeah this morning that morning was when the equipment was due back and they're working it out they're like you know my mom's gonna notice i'm missing my girlfriend's gonna notice when i don't call josh has a girlfriend yeah that's why i'm like yeah no but they might have been at one point Ah, is the point they're crossing the river again they went back across that log put a pin in that Mm mm-hmm Heather won't let the map thing go because they're kind of being dicks to her and she keeps insisting that they have the map. And Mike, (laughs) who has been on the verge of a nervous breakdown for the last 12 hours. You know what? (laughs) I kicked the... (laughs) I'm sorry, it's fucked up. It's fucked up, but I I kicked that fucking map into the creek yesterday. (laughs) It was useless. I kicked that fucker into the creek. I fucking hope he's kidding. Mike, look at me right now. How mad would you be? I'd be Heather and Josh levels of mad. Oh yeah, because some primal instincts take over at this point. Because they go off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera starts shaking like crazy because Heather just rushes Mike, and she and Josh both become physical with him. Mm-hmm. You have got to fucking be kidding me! Fucking get the fuck off me, man! They're screaming back and forth, and you can hear the anger and the fear in their voices. Yeah, they're not okay. I think Heather's enjoying this just the tiniest bit, because now she's officially not the worst person here. Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) maybe she lost the map in this previous scenario, but he deliberately got rid of it. He also has the nerve to, like, clap back at them. Oh, yeah. He's like, it wasn't helping us anyway. Like, calm down. And we're just like, Mike! They don't have long to be mad about it, though, because here's where they find the actual stick people. The pentagrams. They 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 do kind of look like stars, or they also do like look like people, I yeah. think. It's, it's the symbol of the Blair Witch. And I guess, I think they're called Twanas? Twanas? Kawanas? I used to be in K-Kids. No. <laughs> I just love how Mike's like, this was no redneck. No redneck is this creative. Yeah. Because, like, I love how they're just, like, really in it angry, and then they find all that crap, and they're like, get the camera! Yeah, like, it's very sobering. Yeah. But you're right, Heather is still making movies, she won't put the camera down. And then I think they all just kind of snap out of it. They're like, okay, this is serious business. If we didn't think we needed to go before, let's go the fuck now. Like, come on. I love Josh! He's like... Okay, I've got everything on video, man. Oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't even fucking see these, man. That's it, Heather. Heather, you got enough, man. Let's go. 
That's enough. Stop taping. Stop. Please stop taping. Stop. Okay. Stop. Okay, okay, okay. We're leaving right now. Night five. <laughs> no fire tonight. No lights. They're just going to try and sleep. And they hear the sound of children playing next to their tent. Fuck this shit. I'm out. I, 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 I don't know. I don't even know if we're going to be able to use audio of it. It's so quiet. But literally all they did was somebody went up and put a boombox next to the tent with, like, the sound of children playing on Aww. it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I ruin that yeah. for you? Yeah. What do you think? The woods is actually full of kids at night? I don't know. When they should be asleep? Hmm. They're about to run for their lives, and Heather just wants to bring the fucking equipment. But I guess I'm glad she did, because if she didn't, I'd be complaining about the fact that she didn't. Because the tent starts shaking. Nope. 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 You're out? 100% nope. <laughs> that is a noper right there. I'm noping to New York. Like, that... <laughs> You're just gonna apparate? I'm going... I would, I would have yeeted myself out of that tent. <laughs> Positively yeeted myself up into a tree. Oh, I don't know. What if the kids are in the trees? Oh! Ah! You scared yourself. Yeah, I did a little bit. <laughs> Uh-uh. And the fact that you can't see a thing because the camera is just shaking. Yeah. Everybody's running. Because they're running. You can barely see Heather in front of the black and white camera sometimes. Yeah. She's just like running and she looks to the left. Hurry up! I'm coming! My boots aren't laced. Oh my god, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And you're just like, what is it? Let's see. But no. This is that BuzzFeed article that gets shared around all the time. The fact that the scariest part of this movie wasn't even caught on film. Because there's a person there. Oh, really? Yep. That's She actually saw something. You know what it was? What? It was a man wearing beige long johns and pantyhose over his head. That's, that's why in Blair Witch, the Blair Witch looks like that? I think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's dumb. It just looks like bubblegum that's been stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they missed the shot of him running through there. Yeah. And they never went back and reshot it. They probably would have done well not to. Once you show the thing, it, it completely erases all suspense. Yeah. Because again, nothing is as terrifying as what you can imagine in your brain. Mm -hmm. So if you show the thing, you lose the audience. They just huddle together and wait out all the creepy noises, just clung together for warmth. They also, like, run, like, really, really far away. Wouldn't you? I mean, but, like, oh, but that would be even more terrifying for me. To run? I mean, I mean, of course you want to get away from whatever it is, but they ran so far away and mm -hmm. they already don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. And they're just out there. Yeah. And they, they literally just huddle there until light. Until morning. I couldn't even imagine. This is day six. Yeah, I'd just about be ready to release myself from my meat prison. Like, <laughs> I was like, my mind needs to not be in this body anymore. At first light, I don't know how they get back to camp, but they do, and all of their stuff has been thrown around. The creepy thing is, is that Josh and Josh's stuff alone has been covered in this blue goop. It's ectoplasm. Is that what you think? Yeah, I think it's ectoplasm. No, most of the people on the internet think it's ectoplasm. You know in Ghostbusters, when they go into the sticky part of the library? <laughs> the sticky library? Yeah, it's ectoplasm. <laughs> Ghosts. They're all really freaked out. I get it. But Heather and Mike forget that they're human for a minute. Yeah. Because, again, Heather won't stop filming, and Mike's over it. So he tries to yank the camera out of her hand, and she bites him. Camera down. This is not I'm funny. Coming. This is. Do I look like I'm laughing at all? No, but you're going Heather, around doing your documentary Heather, thing, man. You're Heather, still doing your fucking thing. Don't fuck it! Then turn the goddamn thing off! If you bite me one more time, I will blow you in the fucking woods. You touch my camera, turn we'll it off! They immediately apologize, but they're so scared. Yeah. And that's why they're acting like this. Mm -hmm. When human beings are scared, they're dangerous. That's why I don't fear ghosts. I fear human beings. Yeah. Josh is especially messed up about all of this because it was only his stuff that had the blue gunk on it. Yeah. Like, like, yo, dude, why is it only mine? have a cigarette? No, man. No, there's none left. Nobody has any cigarettes? We're out. 
Why the fuck? What the fuck was this blue jelly shit all over my shit? Let's go. Why is it only on my stuff? This is bullshit. You know why? You know why it was only his stuff? Why? Because the Blair Witch is flooding her basement for Josh. Oh, no. And I am too, honestly. <laughs> he is a cutie. I mean, if you're going to pick the person to kill first, why not the pretty one? You know? <laughs> I mean, that's usually what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he's like, nobody has any cigarettes. He's so desperate for a cigarette. Nobody has any cigarettes. Guys, they come up on the log again. I just, the anguish, the anguish when they realize that they've already gone through here once. <laughs> I just love the, oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. You've got to be kidding me. This is a joke. No. This is not funny. No. No, Mike, it's not the same log. It's not the same log, Mike. Same log. Look, it's not. It is. Open your eyes. They come back to the same side of the log that they crossed. Heather's incredulous. Oh my god. Heather's like, no. She's like, no, it can't possibly be. It's the same log. It's the same log. She's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) How fucked up would you be? I would be very fucked up. Like, this is, have you seen In the Tall Grass? That Stephen King movie? No, I haven't. It's the same rules, man. The environment just moves around on you. Yeah. You know, it's hopeless. Like, they were fighting about the map. They didn't even know that it didn't matter. Mm. Because literally the environment is messing with them. Mm -hmm. It's things like this that make me less inclined to believe that they murdered her. Because how would you manipulate the environment moving around like that? Yeah. like They'd have to really know. The justification for that, I think, is that we also don't know for sure who has possession of the compass. Because they took it away from Mike after he kicked the map in the creek. So we don't know for sure who has the compass. So I think like dehydrated and without food for several days, I think they I think the theory is that they just disoriented her and turned her around. But how would you get back on the same side of the log without having crossed the log that second time? You're into this. It just because, again, I just don't think that that's what happened. That's not what happened. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's case closed. Like I, I'm not gonna call anybody who thinks that's what happens stupid. You're stupid. I'm no. I'm not gonna do that. I know you're not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm glad that you're very protective of these uh, theorists. Because you know why? Because it's a movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> and now we've reached a really low point mm-hmm. because everyone is starting to understand that it's hopeless. And Josh has turned the camera on Heather. Okay, here's your motivation. You're lost. You're angry in the woods. And no one here is here to help you. There's a fucking witch and she keeps leaving shit outside your door. There's no one here to help you. She left little trinkets. You fucking took one of them. She ran after us. There's no one here to help you. We walked for 15 hours today. We ended up in the same place. There's no one here to help you. That's your motivation. Josh can't stand her because she's still making movies even though their lives are at stake and the environment is being hostile. Mm-hmm. And But this is Josh's breaking point. He's like, you're still making movies. And she's like, it's all I have left. Ooh. And I just love how Josh turns to her and goes, You're going to write us a happy ending, Heather? <sighs> Day seven. Josh just isn't there the next morning. Oh, great. Now we're going missing individually. And we cut to Heather screaming his name. He won't answer. He's just gone. Poof. And then Mike's like, well, maybe he got out of here. Maybe he went back to the car. And I was like, but all of his stuff is still here? Yeah. Do you honestly think he would have left you both behind? Yeah, like... <laughs> like, Josh has been the voice of reason in all of this. He really has. He wouldn't just leave them both out there. Yeah. And Heather's like, remember what he said yesterday? And what she means is the stuff about the blue stuff. Uh But I always think, oh, do you mean that part where he says he just wants his mom's mashed potatoes and a piece of ass? (laughs) I honest to God think that's the last thing we hear from Josh. He's just saying, man, what I wouldn't give for my mom's mashed potatoes and a piece of ass. (laughs) Great last words. I love it. She's talking about the fact that all that blue stuff was only on his stuff. And it's because the Blair Witch marked him. Mm -hmm. She was going to take him and she let him know it beforehand. (gasps) A boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. 
okay, this shit is actually horrible. Because this is where I would start to lose it in the theater. No, this is definitely the part that makes me uneasy. The Heather and Mike exiting the tent in the woods that night, and they can hear the sounds of Josh being tortured. Yeah, he's not in a good way. No, he... And he's far away. Yeah. But there's no one out there but them so they can hear him. A solid 80% of this movie is just blurry shots of leaves and tree trunks. And I'm pretty certain of that math. Because every time we go out into the woods at night, that's literally all I see. Leaves and tree trunks. Yes. There's not much else to see. Yeah. In, in their defense. Yeah. It's but just, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I know. I get it. <laughs> this is why you have a problem with this. Yeah. Because it's just, it's not visually very interesting. <laughs> there's essence, but there's no Gelfling. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just, I love the, our favorite line. <laughs> Tell me where you are, Josh! Upsetting. I know. And so, they just kind of have to resign themselves, because the noises eventually stop. They're so scared that they can't go back to sleep. Yeah. They're like, if that were Josh, he would have told us where he was. And then they come out the next morning. Day eight! Oh boy, we're at one of my least favorite things in the world! Heather emerges from the tent to find, oh look, a fundle bundle. Oh no! That's what I like to call it, the fundle bundle. I'm stealing that from The Office. It's the name of the show that Michael Gary Scott was on when he was a child. Fundle bundle? With with Chet Montgomery? Scranton Weatherman? Anyway. Your knowledge of office lore. Is, um, it's pretty great. So she decides to inspect this bundle of twigs. What she notices first is that these twigs have been tied together with a piece of Josh's flannel shirt. So she uh, unties that baby, rolls them sticks open, and she's like... It's all full of blood. The gasp, and she drops the camera. It's full of blood and hair and human teeth. And then on closer inspection, I don't know what would bring Heather to actually do it. But she picks up the camera, puts the lens in the fundle bundle, and yes, we see that it's hair and blood. And nestled in that blood and all that teeth are Josh's eyeballs and tongue. You think it's eyeballs too? That's what it is. Almost everybody just thinks it's just teeth and blood and hair. No, like, they are. I see tongue and I also see eyeballs. Yeah, no, that, it says specifically. Like, it, it's his it's his hair, his teeth, his tongue, and his eyeballs. <laughs> oh, because God. He the, because he and the Blair Witch sucked face too hard the night before. That's horrible. Why would you put that image in my head? I mean, she obviously was gouging him. Oh, right. God. And that's why he was screaming. Heather proceeds to freak out appropriately. Yeah. Goes to the crick, washes all the blood off of her hands. She doesn't tell Mike. Yeah, she's just talking. She's just muttering to herself because she's a, she's she's officially lost it. She's wiping blood from her hands while she tells Mike everything is fine. Yeah, and Mike's like, "What's going on? Are you okay?" And she's like, "It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna be fine." Oh no, yeah, she's like putting her gloves on her hands, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What happened?" Nothing. Nothing happened. I'm just very hungry. I'm very tired. And I'm very scared, and I just want to go home, okay? Okay. But I'm fine, and we're both okay. Heather, sweetheart. Like, she is losing it. But you know who else is losing it? Mike. Yeah. (laughs) You love this bit. You guessed it. (laughs) We cut to Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, (laughs) rocking back and forth because he's finally lost it. He's like, I found some cigarettes. I found them all the way at the bottom of my pack. This means we're still alive because we're smoking Okay. Found some cigarettes. He's rocking back and forth. We're going to be okay. They're in the bottom of my bag. <laughs> okay. We're here, guys. Night eight. This is the iconic breakdown on camera. Oh my God. Guys, do you know how much this scene has been parodied throughout popular culture? 
It's one of them references, man. Everybody knows. I'm going to use this little moment to talk about this. Okay. Because you know I had to. Hold on. I already know what you're going to say. I know. You're going to talk about the Jimmy Neutron movie. Yes, I am. Yep, you sure are. Guys, remember (laughs) in Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, the film, when all of the neighborhood kids have stolen the theme park attractions to fly (laughs) to save their parents from the eggy aliens... And they're sleeping on the asteroid because they just can. <laughs> There's no air in they've, space. They've made a pit stop on this asteroid so they can sleep and not have to drive the theme park rides all the way. And so Nick is, they're at the fire and Nick is telling them a story. <laughs> and I never, never understood this until well after I'd seen the Blair Witch. Uh-huh. And he, and he's like, So then, these three filmmakers find all these sticks in the trees, shaped like stick people. And the girl filmmaker starts crying, and her nose starts dripping, and they don't have any tissue at all. None! None! So they leave the tent! Don't leave the tent! Don't leave the tent! (laughs) Oh yeah, Carl! They They leave leave the the tent! tent. It's great. I love it. But yes, Heather is... Um, this is Heather's iconic breakdown on camera. <laughs> Heather in her electric city hat. Yeah. And <laughs> her snotty nose. She's admitting to everyone on camera that this is her fault. And boy, is she sorry about it. And boy, is she right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am so, so sorry for everything that has happened because in spite of what Mike says now it is my fault because it was my project and I insisted poor dear didn't realize she was shooting herself so close yeah or <laughs> Heather zoom out it's not it's not flattering no it's so not flattering you can see everything in her nose yeah <laughs> Bless her heart. (laughs) She didn't realize it was so close. I'm watching this film. I was like, are those my headphones from two years ago up her nose? (laughs) (laughs) This bit even itself is a little hokey, but I really believe her. Yeah. Like, I really believe she is as scared as she claims to be. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that she thinks she's going to die out there. Even though she literally never had a career after this, I would have cast her in things. Mm Mm-hmm. So later that night, we wake up again. Yeah. And we hear Josh. We hear Josh's screams once again. Heather and Mike start running through the woods. After the noise. They're just trying to find him because he's calling out for help. And then we come to literally the most intricate part of the film. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness gracious, it's all in the last three minutes. Oh my God, look at that. It's not fucking woods. (laughs) It's a house. It's a house. Rustin Parr. Yep, this is the Rustin Parr house mm-hmm. where all he where he killed all those kids. Yeah, where he made them stand in the corner while he killed the others. Yeah, God, what I wouldn't give to hear old Larry tell that story again instead of this horrible nonsense that's going on. Mm-hmm. The place is a wreck, and there's obviously nobody there. You keep expecting something truly horrifying to pop out from every corner. Mm-hmm. Mike's got one camera, and Heather's got the other. The Blair Witch has written her diary and demonic symbols all over the walls. Yeah, and there's lots of handprints. Little, like, child's handprints all over the wall. That just sends chills up my spine. Here's the thing. The last three minutes of this movie is very chaotic. So, like, let's try to stay together here. Mm -hmm. Okay? Josh's voice keeps moving around. They're upstairs looking for Josh. Mike decides he's going to go downstairs. Okay? (laughs) Downstairs. Come on! I hear him downstairs! Come on! Josh! He goes downstairs. Heather hangs back. He goes all the way down into the basement. He's getting closer and closer to Josh's voice. He thinks Josh is down there. And then, whack! And the camera just falls over useless. We're not sure what's become of Mike. Now it's just Heather's voice echoing through the house because Mike, LOL, has the microphone on him. So his mic in the basement is picking up the sound of Heather's voice echoing through the house. That that that's one of the most chilling moments for me is just listening her to listening to her scream Mike's name. Mike! 
Her screaming is getting louder because she's coming down into the basement and we see her perspective on the color camcorder and we just see Mike standing in the corner of the basement. She starts screaming. Just facing the wall. Yeah. She just starts screaming. (laughs) And then she's knocked out from behind. (laughs) And her camera goes dead. That's it. That's, that's it, guys. That's, that's it. Movie's over. But I understand where the theory comes from that they killed her. Well, yeah. Because it could have easily been Josh down there waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And Josh knocks her out. Yeah, there's... But why else would we have seen Mike get knocked out? I don't know, man. I think two things can be true. I think that it probably was Josh that knocked her out from behind. But it was like Josh's possessed corpse. I just I just think that two things can be true. I think they could have killed her, and I think it also could have been the witch that made them do it, because that's the thing about the whole lore of the Blair Witch, is that the Blair Witch was a girl who was accused of witchcraft. They they accuse her of witchcraft and then they leave her to die in this in the in the woods. They leave her to die by exposure. So like all that death and anger that like gives birth to a ghost mm-hmm. and this really hostile environment that's always trying to mess with you. That's it. Holy crap. I'm sorry that I made you do this. It's okay. <laughs> I just think this movie is really important. It is important. I think it's... I think it's I think everyone should see it. Oh yeah. And then make your accurate judgments from there. The only thing I really hate about it is all, you know, you don't get all of the seeing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I get it. Nothing's more scary than an unopened door. I understand that. And I understand the concept of, you know, the seeing is believing thing. Like, if you don't see it, it's scarier. For me, it's it's just just me personally. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I want to see it. what's causing the terror. And that's when I liked when I went to see Blair Witch, the sequel, you know. Yeah. It was like Heather's little brother, like... <laughs> 17 years later. That's quite an age gap. It really is. Maybe James is the replacement kid. Ouch. Do you have to call it that? I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's probably what it is. Unfortunate. I know. Like, because in the Blair Witch, you get to see a glimpse of the Blair Witch. (laughs) And she kind of looks like a guy in long johns and pantyhose. Long johns and pantyhose, yeah. (laughs) Only they do it well. Yeah. And the game for this is spectacular. I didn't play it. I watched gameplay of it, but I thought it was great. You but, get you get a dog companion. Aw. Does the dog die? No. Good. Yeah. Good for the dog. <laughs> Does the dog die.com. It's a great cinema uh, outlet. Time honored film. Gotta love it. Should see it. Because like when the first time I saw this movie, I like I said, I did. I laughed the whole way through it because I thought it was ridiculous. But I got to watch it with some very good friends and it was good company to watch it in. So I, it, it was a good memory for me the first time seeing this film. But I just remember thinking it was hilarious. It is in parts. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's not. And you know what else is hilarious? A $300 million profit. Oh, no. Yeah, that is pretty funny. I'm I'm sure they're laughing all the way to the bank with that one. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, I know you probably weren't spooked too much, but, you know. (laughs) I mean, the Blair Witch isn't that scary in 2019. It's just not. Silent Hill is scarier. Silent Hill is scarier in 2019 (laughs) than the Blair Witch Project. That'll that'll give you. Spooky season's over, buddy. Nearly. Yeah. Nearly over. What are you going to be for Halloween? Mm. Well, for Halloween... Sada, Libby, myself, we have a little Peter Pan thing going on. Mm-hmm. Libby's going to be Peter Pan, Sada's going to be Captain Hook, and I'm going to be Smee. Yay! Your guys are going to be so cute! Smee, Smee, Smee! Good morning, Neverland! Well, I hope you all are finding yourselves having a wonderful, spooktacular, spooky season. <laughs> we hope you guys have an awesome Halloween. Please, please have a good Halloween. Be safe. Have a spooktacular time. Costume does not equal consent. Piss your pants. Don't drink and drive. Love it. All of those fun things. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
But we're entering the holiday seasons now. Yes, we are. The holidays are a very hectic time. So for the holiday season, we're going to move to a little bit of an abbreviated schedule. Mm-hmm. We're going to do every other week instead of every week. Because we have lives, too. <laughs> we don't it. just do this. <laughs> you you do. But <laughs> I'm just kidding now. But yeah, we're going to have two shows in November, and then we're going to have two shows in December. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you want to do for the next one. Maybe we should let the listeners pick. What if we just like put a Twitter poll out? Ooh, I think that's a good idea. Mm, maybe we'll come up with some selections and see what people want. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, be on the lookout for that Twitter poll. And on that note, guys, go to Podbean. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a good review, please. <laughs> please. We need to know what we can do better. We need to know what you enjoy, maybe what you don't enjoy so much. You know, we want to have we want to have a good dialogue. We want we want to have you know a productive productive show every week, and you guys are part of that. And we we just love you so much going into this holiday season. You know. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna have lots of good things coming up in the new year. Hopefully, some of you will be listening to us on those long car trips. Hopefully, Carrie Ann and I will have actual production meetings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're not going to announce what we're going to do next. We're going to let the listeners pick. Okay. Don't forget to go follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Kick and Stream. At Kick the Map in the Stream. At Kick. Finally and... got to use that. Yeah. <laughs> at Kick and Stream. Mm-hmm. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, Mom. Got the news, got the news, got the news, got the news, got the news.